welcome to the world of Rex. This is Marvel A. Rex here. Oh my gosh, we are going to be looking at the weekly vibes from an astrological perspective from the week of December 5th to December 11th of 2022. Now, before we just hop on in to all of the fun, exciting full moon vibes that are going to be happening this week, just know that I'm doing a holiday special for my readings so there is an email that was sent out. There's also Instagram. If you want to get on my email list, just click the link in the show notes. That's an easy way to get on there. We are doing a, a sale until December 20th. So you can get two readings, three readings for like way, way underpriced, 30% more off. So it's super exciting. They never expire. So you can get them now and then use them for the rest of the year. Very, very helpful. Next year is like massive rocket ship energy. So getting prepped for that, I highly recommend. It's really exciting. And I would love to connect with you. So the link is in the show notes. That's a way to book a session, ask about the holiday special, and I will fill you in on all the exciting details. So fun. All right. So let's dive into the week ahead. Before we even get into this week, I want to talk about last week. <laughs> One more time. Last week needs an encore. Precisely because this week that we're now looking at, December 5th to December 11th, has a kind of a stark contrast to it in some ways. So last week, we had a mutable T-square, Neptune stationing direct. What does that mean? Basically, there was a lot of tension around facts and figures and signing contracts. Last week was basically a mini Mercury retrograde. When there's a Neptune station, it just amplifies all of the confusion. So last week was really like dreamy, psychedelic. The, f the facts and logic were not necessarily readily available. And there was a lot to do around health, healing, the physical body, uh, feeling isolated or feeling overwhelmed with details. This Mars station, or this Mars retrograde rather, he stations direct in January, but he's currently deeply retrograde and he is in Gemini and he was part of that mutable T-square. So when we have a mutable T-square that's overshadowing a week, that basically means that there's a lot of tension with what? The mutable signs. And the mutable signs deal with communication, but also dreams, fantasy, health, wellness, sickness, isolation, and then over, basically over inundation of information. So Mars retrograde is creating an overwhelm of information. I can say for myself last week, I just felt like basically the, a very acute form of ADHD all week long. It was very, very hard for me to do one thing at a time and do it well. And I was just trying to do like eight things. And half the time I just was like, ooh, my nervous system doesn't love this. So if you have been experienced either an, either an ADHD-like energy or just an energy of like you're like in the fog or daydreaming or like you can't do tasks very well, that was last week's energy par excellence. I mean, that was huge. That was it. And then the, ne the Neptune station, because Neptune moves literally so slowly and then also goes retrograde all the time, re Neptune's retrograde all the time. Basically every six months, Neptune is retrograde. And it takes Neptune for a very long time to get through a sign. So that when he stations, when Neptune stations, the planet of illusion, delusion, spirituality, metaphysical, all things, the last outpost of God, that is what Neptune is, is the final outpost of God where you get downloads. When Neptune stations, it can just feel like challenging to be in a human body doing human late capitalist tasks. Neptune is the like higher vibration of Venus. So is this sort of like 
agape God level of love. And that's what you experience when you take psychedelics. That's why Neptune rules drugs of any kind. Neptune also rules toxicity in the body. So a lot of folks can feel during a Neptune station, which again is still really in effect this week, you can feel sluggish, tired, like you're releasing toxins. It can be psychic toxins, but it also can very much be physical toxins. I had a very funny thing happen the day before the Mercury station during this mutable T-square. So when you have a mutable T-square, usually issues around health come up because Virgo and Pisces are involved and Virgo and Pisces are the planets, or sorry, are the signs, the constellations that rule health and wellness. Also sickness and isolation due to sickness. That's what they both rule. So what I had a funny thing where I got a new multivitamin the week of this mutable. It's like, I, I should listen to myself. You know, I should, I should just know. I look this stuff up every day. I should just know. But anyway... <laughs> I get grabbed by the planets, grahas, that's what they used to be called, getting grabbed by them like a daemon. And I got grabbed by this mutable T-square and the mutable signs. I went and got a new multivitamin and I was like, cool, I'm taking care of myself. I'm doing the Virgo thing. I'm so awesome. This is great. I'm going to feel really good taking this multivitamin. Self-care, self-love. And I took it late at night when right before the Neptune station during this mutable T-square. <laughs> And I took it at night, not super, not right before I went to bed, which would be, I think, kind of weird, but I took it maybe an hour and a half before I went to bed. But I laid down in my bed and I just felt sick. And it was definitely vitamin sick. It was like, you took too many vitamins. I took the prescribed dose on the bottle and I was like, oh, I actually don't think I'm supposed to take three capsules. I think I'm, I just learned the hard way that maybe I'm supposed to take one or two and in the middle of the day or in the early part of the day. So I had this funny moment where I was laughing to myself, you know, obviously very uncomfortable, but just like this was, this is a very literal manifestation of like trying to do the Virgo thing and then getting kind of screwed over by Neptune stationing and Neptune being like, yeah, you're going to feel the toxicity of this, even though you're trying to do a good thing. Because the mutable T-square shot into Virgo. And what are Virgos always trying to do? Virgos are always trying to st streamline their health. They get very OCD about their health. How can I be more healthy? Or if they're in their shadow period, then they're just like really throwing health out the window entirely. But for the most part, Virgos have an, an innate, innate sense of their own wealth, health and well-being. And... I, yeah, the, I took, I just took it very, I was like, I'm going to do a good Virgo thing. And that mutable T-square creates a lot of tension. And the tension was me feeling ill, learning something. You always learn something. When I say a T-square, I mean multiple squares happening at once. And squares are angles that are made in the sky. They have the nature of Mars. They create tension. They create problems. But the beauty of tension and problems is that you always, on the other side, you have a solution. So my solution, very simply, was that I'm just taking two capsules instead of three. So whatever that relates to in your life this week, just think about, okay, or last week rather, it could be coming in, trailing into this week. You know, what did you try to do or implement? What kind of strategy, which is very Mars in Gemini, what kind of new strategy that did you implement that maybe kind of was awkward or weird or hard or challenging or made you feel sick? Like these are good questions to ask about. And this week coming up, starting on December 5th, it's quite a different tone in the sense that there's a little bit of like a boom, wake up energy. 
So Neptune is very sleepy, foggy. There was an overwhelm of details last week. There was making mistakes in health and wellness last week, like myself. And this week, we start out with the moon in Taurus on the North Node, on Uranus. And it's like, boom, wake up, wake up. And it's leading into a full moon in Gemini on the 7th. Okay, this is all, I'm talking PST and EST times. So this is a big, this is a full moon week. So we can just already, if we know it's a full moon week, we can prep ourselves that emotions will be higher this week. Because what's happening is that there is a crest and then there is an apex of the crest, and then there is a crash of that wave after that full moon on midweek. It's a midweek full moon, which midweek full moons always feel extra challenging to me in late capitalism because it's hump day. And on hump day, you're like, you don't want to feel extra emotional in the middle of the week, right? So this is going to be, I think it's going to be a very interesting full moon. We're going to dive into it, but just know that Monday starts off with like wake up energy and it will be very likely harken back to the eclipse because this is a reactivation of the eclipse that happened on November 8th. So this is a moon that is almost full, not quite full in Taurus, that is going to bring back sort of like almost, you know, when you take a photograph or you get flash in your eyes and you see the image flash again, like, you know, there's like an imprint of the image, like a phantom image, basically. There's going to be a sort of phantom image of whatever was coming up for you around November 6th to November 10th and especially November 8th, which was that full moon lunar eclipse in Taurus. So there's just a little bit of a hearkening back to that moment. Pay attention on Monday who you're talking to, what problems are coming up, what challenges are coming up, but also what breakthrough is coming up and coming through. Are you having a, like a new awareness around whatever was going on on November 8th? The, the interesting thing I find about the lunar cycle, and you know, I'm a werewolf, so I, I'm paying attention to the moon. The interesting thing I found out recently about the lunar cycle is that when you have a full moon in Taurus, like we did last month, you will essentially the next month guaranteed have almost a full moon in Taurus again. So the way to think about it and, and ad nauseum, when we have a full moon in Gemini this week, next month, when we have a full moon in Cancer, we will almost have a full moon in Gemini again. So you kind of, the way that I think about it is we kind of get two chances to work something out. So whatever happens on the first full moon of something, it's always different depending on where the full moon falls in your chart. You get another chance the next month to revisit it with more information and more tools and more awareness and consciousness if you're, you know, obviously looking to develop all that. So it is helpful when, when you know it's a full moon, it's helpful or even a new moon, this applies to either, but when you know it's a full moon, you can actually think back a month prior and be like, what was happening, especially a few days before the full moon is hap about to happen, ask yourself, what was happening last month during the last full moon? That usually gives you a little bit of insight as to what you are working through because life is cyclic, you know? <laughs> this is all cycles, baby. So the, the full moons, that's big, big cycles. And I focus on the moon a lot because the moon always exemplifies the collective experience. It is our emotional, uh, it's our emotional like barometer of the collective, literally everybody. Everybody's affected by the moon because we are like 80% water, baby. We are affected just like the tides. So this is the sort of psychic tide for the human collective following the moon. That's why I like to talk about the moon a lot. I'm also, you know, really into the moon for obvious reasons. Werewolf. Uh, okay, so Monday starts out with a bang. It's gonna be a little 
it looks, uh, it looks a little, there's still challenges. There's still challenges that we're working through with the eclipse cycle. So there's still loose ends that are really going to be wrapped up more so in 2023 that are coming up especially with the Taurus Scorpio themes. So this is finances, hugely, hugely finances, hugely resources. What's mine? What's yours? What do I share with people? What do I not share with people? Addictions are huge here because of Scorpio, Scorpio ruling addictions, the taboo, things that are compulsive, things that are hidden or secretive or isolating. So all of these themes can come up on Monday or things you're working out just around how you how you make your bag, how you make your money, and also just not even money. It's like, how do you sustain yourself, question mark? And also, how are you sharing your sustainability with others and vice versa? How are they sharing their sustainability with you? Is your life sustainable? Are there habits that are no longer sustainable? I've been talking about this ad nauseum throughout the year. And I, in my first episode, you can go and listen back to that. The first episode of The World of Rex talks about these eclipses in Taurus and Scorpio, but Monday offers us another phantasmagorical imprint of all that we're working through. So my advice on Monday is to just be really extra conscious of who you're engaging with, what you're doing on Monday, you know, and asking yourself the question, like, is my life sustainable? What are the, where are the places where it's not? And if you know clearly where there, it is not, that's where you're chipping away at. That's where you're creating strategy, Mars and Gemini. The Mars retrograde is amazing for trying out new strategies. So this is what, what we're doing. This is what we're working on. If you know where Taurus and Scorpio is in your chart, that's extra, extra helpful. And I can also always do a reading and let you know. I love going into the eclipse cycle with, with clients. It's really fascinating. It's super cool. Okay. So on Tuesday, we're building up still moon in Taurus. Let's see. I got to go a day ahead. Moon in Taurus. Actually, moon ingresses by midday. The moon ingresses into Gemini. Or sorry. Yeah, into Gemini. So the full moon is already very close. It isn't happening on Tuesday, but it is starting to build up big time. So essentially, the way that I would conceptualize this is that by Tuesday, you are already in the full moon journey. You're already in whatever the saga of the full moon is in Gemini. Now I'm going to say this. If you know where Gemini is in your chart, this is going to be massively helpful for you to understand what themes you're working through during this full moon. Now, I, I will just talk about the archetypal energies of Gemini so that we understand what this full moon is about just for everybody accessibly. But if you know exactly where Gemini is, you'll know, okay, you know, fifth house of children, creative projects, gambling, lovers, etc. you'll know, okay, there's something being highlighted for me there. And there's a culmination point happening there. That's all that full moons are culmination points. Well, I mean, they're powerful. It's not all they are, but the, that's a big part of it is a culmination and ending leading to a new beginning. Okay. So Gemini archetypally, the Gemini is so big because Gemini right now, Last year, actually starting in May of 2020, the North Node moved into Gemini, cruising through and changing all things Gemini. What was the big story of the Mars, or sorry, of the North Node in Gemini? Well, Trump, his presidency was coming to an end. He didn't know that at the time, but that was the big story that really started in May of 2020. It also kicked off the George Floyd protests. I mean, a lot happened around communication literally Gemini rules breathing. So like you can't make it up with the George Floyd thing. 
There was a lot around social media, metaverse, crypto. These are all things that Gemini rules. Gemini is about anything to do with communication, technology, things that make things go faster. So the internet, you know, Gemini and Aquarius are very much both associated with the internet. And Gemini rules social media. You know, right now we're having such a profound Gemini activation that is sort of, again, like a callback to May of 2020 onward when the North Node was there. Mars is crunching through the North Node's trajectory, right? Like where the North Node was, Mars is following, and now he's he's like, he went all the way almost to the end degrees of Gemini, and now he's pulling back. And you can imagine while he's pulling back, he is like digging up all the skeletons in the closet of Gemini. And everyone has Gemini in their chart. So for me, it's in my 12th house, which is like everything to do with behind the scenes projects, mental health. You know, there's a little bit of physical health there too. The anything that has to do with religion, spirituality, metaphysics, astrology also can sometimes fall into the 12th house. Hidden enemies falls into the 12th house. So those things are all being lifted up for me, like pulled up, like Mars is scraping them up. And if, if you're a Gemini sun or a Gemini rising, Mars is scraping up things around your identity, your physical body, how you present yourself to the world. So you might be getting a haircut and you might be like, oh, I don't like this haircut. I got to get another one. And I got another one. <laughs> you know? Gemini is always multiples. So we're getting scraped in this like way that is asking us to really think about how we communicate, trying new ways of communication Gemini is about learning and sharing information. That's why Twitter is just like, this is the big Twitter story. Twitter, I mean, the, the hilarious thing about Twitter right now is that Twitter has a very strong Gemini signature. Kanye West is a Gemini son. Trump, Donald Trump is a Gemini son. So when Mars is stationing retrograde or going retrograde through a sign, often public figures will will be huge if they have that that placement that that a planet is uh going retrograde in especially mars and mars also generally rules men or masculine people so those are two like chaotic ass men right now who are doing stupid shit and then twitter is obviously doing stupid shit because it's you know a gemini very has gemini huge gemini in its chart so there's, I actually think Twitter has Mars in Gemini. That's part of what is just so catastrophic about this whole mess right now. Regardless of all of that, for you in your personal life, the most important thing, even if you don't know your chart, the most important thing to meditate on right now is how am I using social media? How am I using my emails? How am I transporting myself throughout the world? Car, bike, walking, What's my relationship to my neighborhood? What's my relationship to my neighbors? What's my relationship to my siblings? This is huge. These are everything I just said is Gemini. The biggest thing that I think we can actually focus on is how am I, two things, how am I utilizing my time on a day-to-day basis? And last week there was such a test around that because it felt like a mercury retrograde. So your routine probably got really screwed up. My routine last week was completely thrown out the window because my partner got surgery. <laughs> so it was like, <laughs> you know, I, I was like, I have a routine. I'm getting all these emails done. I'm getting all the Gemini things done. And it was like, no, you're not actually. Your schedule is entirely flipped upside down because Neptune stationed and it's a mutable T-square. Things are going to be hard to be routinized. Anyway, 
asking yourself, well, I'm just digressing like crazy. I'm, I'm recording this on a Neptune station, so just bear with me. This is just going to be a wacky psychedelic episode. In fact, you should not really do anything quote-unquote productive during a Neptune station, and here I am because uh, my schedule has been completely flipped upside down. So two things. The first thing is, yeah, how are you like managing your day-to-day? And also the part that I'm finding so challenging if I'm going to be vulnerable here is just how are we getting things accomplished without taking on too much and prioritizing what's actually important versus just trying to do everything at once and trying to slam the day full of every little menial task and every phone call and text message and social media post, et cetera, without going crazy, without like getting overwhelmed, basically. Mars and Gemini retrograde the shadow side is just like overwhelm uh especially in a mental capacity where your brain actually just starts to short it starts to short out because you're so overwhelmed by how much you're doing so that's something to watch out for like how can i simplify the retrograde quality of this is reducing redacting how do i take things out and just focus on a couple things i've said this before but i just want to say it again because we're so deep in it and it's a full moon in gemini on mars Okay. I haven't even, I just, I broke the surprise, but Mars is exactly on the moon and exactly opposite the sun during this full moon. So this is all about Mars. This week is all about Mars retrograde in Gemini. If you were curious about what your story is for Mars retrograde in Gemini, this is it. This week is going to show you midweek what your Mars retrograde in Gemini story is. So pay attention this week. This is the week to pay the F attention to what's going on in your life that you need to be simplifying and being a better communicator around. That was the second thing I wanted to say. How are you listening? How are you communicating? Are you communicating your needs effectively? Are there other ways, places, shapes, forms, strategies that you can communicate your needs and also how you can learn how to actively listen? So these are all big things. I have, I'm going to give, I'm going to share a few things that I've been doing during the Mars retrograde in Gemini, some of which have been great. One thing is I got a breathing, um, I got this thing called AeroFit, which is like a breathing mechanism that trains me to breathe deeper. So I can actually, I'm actually training my body, like physically training my body. They did not sponsor me. I'm just saying like they should, but I'm saying AeroFit, they're based out of Denmark and they are training me with this little plastic device to build my lung capacity, like physically. So that's one thing that I was like, oh, I'm going to do that. It's Mars retrograde in Gemini. I know that I have shallow breathing. Most people in late capitalism do have shallow breathing, especially if you live in an urban environment, which is just high stressors. And and yeah, people who live in big cities often have like shallow breathing because they're just like constantly overstimulated. So working on your breathing, I recommend AeroFit, but there's also just like you don't have to get a device. I just got a device. You can actually just like practice your breathing or go to a yoga class that does deep breathing. You can learn breathing exercises on YouTube. You can just type in breathing exercises on YouTube and it will just show you how to do it. So that's a great thing to do. The second thing I did was I got an app called Headway, which is just one of many apps where you learn, they basically take all these books and they distill them down into 20 minute intervals, which is just hilarious to me because I'm like, this is, it's just hilariously on point for the Mars retrograde in Gemini. Gemini wants new information and wants to be a lifelong learner, but only has so much time. (laughs) 
Gemini's like, okay, cool. Can you tell me that in five minutes or less? Because I have another thing I want to do. So this is, I'm, I'm listening to these really amazing books, like mostly just like self-help or not even self-help, but just like entrepreneurial books, books around fitness, books around uh, relationships, it, basically any topic. Gemini is really a trisexual. They want to know everything. They're like, give me every, every kind of book. And I'm learning them. I'm listening to them in 20 minute intervals. And it's been just like, it's nourished the Mars retrograde part of me, you know, where I'm like, okay, I just, I just need to like, the thing about planets when they station retrograde and they create havoc is that they're sort of like little children that are like, listen to me, look at me, listen to me. So Mars is kind of like an aggravated baby in Gemini. And he really wants you to pay attention to the Gemini themes in your life. This full moon on Wednesday will highlight the living hell out of them. So it's going to be unavoidable, whatever it is. You will you will feel it, you will sense it, you will have a conversation that maybe feels, you know, high volume, and it will indicate to you, oh, this is what I'm learning to do with all things Gemini, and especially with Mars and Gemini, which is fighting words, words that are like debate, debate words. That's why Twitter is just so big, because it's all about fighting words, basically. Uh, everything that Kanye West is saying is obviously like just total vitriol. So it, it's your, it's, but it's your relationship to how you communicate, how you engage with social media, how you engage with your email, and also just how you emit and intake energy on a day to, not energy, information on a day-to-day -day basis. What is your relationship to information on a day-to-day -day basis? What inform like on a baseline level, y'all, for Wednesday, like what information do you take in on a daily basis? Like you're you're listening to my podcast. Okay. Like ask yourself about that. Ask yourself about what information you're taking in. Does it nourish you? If it feels nourishing, that's awesome. That's the Taurus North node. Really good. If it seems superfluous, this is where you start to redact. This is where you're like, I don't have time to do this thing. And I'm also gonna still learn something. That's the thing about this cycle is like, you should be trying to learn new things or going back and trying to do things that you didn't give yourself time to do before, but you have to let go of something else. Because again, Mars and Gemini wants to spin like 10 plates and it's better during retrograde to spin like three or five. You still can't spin one because it's Gemini, but just less, less things, less information, etc. Um, some people are really hardcore. Some astrologers take an entire social media break during any sort of retrograde in Gemini because, you know, retrograde is like release, let go, rethink, reorganize around social media, Gemini. So that's the thing to do. Okay. We haven't even gone to the full moon yet. Whew, it's a big one though. I'm looking at the chart. It is just profound. This is a profound new moon, a full moon. It's funny because if you obviously listened a few episodes back when I talked about the eclipse, I was like, this is so intense. This is so intense. And a lot of people think that astrologers just like every full moon were like, this is so intense. This is so intense. This full moon just happens to be a lot more exciting than I anticipated it being because I was like, look, we got out of eclipse season. Like the intensity was really October 20th to November 20th. And since we're out of that time frame, I was like, the next new, the next full moon should feel a lot easier. You know, it should just feel easier. However, this full moon, although it is not as intense as eclipse season, so you can already 
gauge the barometer there. It's not going to be as like surprising as November 8th. This is still a challenging and tricky, tricky full moon. The reason it is tricky is that the moon is exactly conjoined Mars retrograde in Gemini, and that means that Mars retrograde in Gemini is directly opposite the sun. Because when the moon and the sun are opposite, that is a full moon. Anytime they are they are opposite, it is a full moon. When Mars is involved directly in a full moon, there is almost always the moon gets overshadowed by Martian themes. And Martian themes have a lot to do with fighting, competitiveness, challenge, working something out, but in a way that's hard. Like you're like, oh, this is really hard <laughs> to do. And in Gemini, it's about communication, right? So we have to be very mindful. It's really helpful if you know where this is falling in your chart because it's like forewarned is forearmed. Like knowing what kind of possibilities this could be just is helpful thematically for everybody. If you want to know, get a reading, but it's coming up real fast. So you got to get a reading on like the fifth to prepare yourself for this. It's, it is a moon not without challenges is what I will say. The likelihood of getting into a verbal argument or a verbal altercation with another person is just extremely high. The, the ratio of, of that likelihood is just really high during this full moon, especially on Wednesday, which is the exact, but honestly, it could, like, I'm talking all week, all week. This week is totally colored by the Martian full moon. Now, the thing about Mars, now, I'm not just trying to create fear here, because the beautiful thing about Mars is that conflict, again, like I said at the top of the episode, leads to breakthroughs, breakdowns to breakthroughs. So this looks like communication breakdowns leading to communication breakthroughs. This is because the eclipse that happened November 8th likely put things into motion or put some sort of awareness into you that you were like, you got to change your path. Your path is changing and you got to figure out new ways to do shit. And because you're implementing already on this next full moon, the new things, that doesn't come without turbulence in relationship to people. Because when you start to, again, I said this last week, when you start to do new things, implement new strategies, people's feathers get ruffled. So there's a lot of feather ruffling and the full moon in Gemini is going to just aggravate that because Mars is present. And Mars is like, this is a big test of communication. Mars is just like, can you communicate without losing your mind and your temper? Can you communicate without saying the thing that you're going to regret saying? That's a big thing for Wednesday. Whew, I'm performing in New York City on Wednesday. This is just like hilarious. I'm performing like a debaucherous show where we say politically incorrect things. And I'm just laughing right now. I'm just like, this is hilarious. This is in, this is like very literal. It's just very literal that I'm about to do a, an extremely politically correct, incorrect show where we have microphones in our hands and we're saying like really, you know, bombastic shit. And the likelihood that maybe one of the performers on this night says something that they regret is high because Mars is there saying like, oh yeah, like ooh, so much like fire and flame and fuel for you know, hurting or cutting words. Mars is cutting and Gemini is words. So cutting words. That might be more funny for me because it is in a, it's in a context that's probably more safe because people are expecting a certain level of vitriol. And, you know, comedy is, comedians notoriously get away with saying all sorts of wild, crazy shit. But in your own lives, to bring it back to your lives, listeners, in your own lives, 
you know, having a very important conversation on Wednesday, it seems like the likelihood of it spinning out of control is very, very high. You know, learning, like the, I think one of the best things to do on this full moon in, in Gemini is to like, just think about how you are learning, what you are learning, new skills you're learning, focusing it more on skills or transportation, although not a week to like buy or purchase any form of transportation or any like electronics, in my opinion, not a good day. Um, it is, th this is more of a time to just be like, okay, how, what have, what have I learned since the eclipse on November 8th? What do I need to learn more of? Like researching this night. Like if, if you can't sleep, a lot of people can't sleep on a full moon and it, if you can't sleep on a full moon on this one, it would be a great time to spend like all night studying or learning a new trade or like doing something that is, is beneficial to your mind. That gets your mind active and activated. It's not really the time to try to force actually something that one of my mentors said about this full moon was anyone who tries to start a battle on this full moon will surely lose. This is a losing battle. So if you try, if this week you're like, I'm going to prove this person wrong, or I'm going to, I'm going to prove that I'm right. This is the losing battle this week. This week is the losing battle. So it's far better to have a humble approach to this full moon with Mars there and be like, okay, Mars, what are you teaching me in terms of communication? What are you teaching me in terms of what I need to learn, how I move about my day, how I transport myself, how I engage with social media? What am I here to learn? And it could be a little bit of challenging medicine when it comes in because Mars is not, he doesn't deliver news in a way that's like fun, easy, or enjoyable. That's Venus and Jupiter's job. Those are different planets. He is the, he is the spotlight of this full moon. So it is Martian and therefore it's not going to necessarily come wrapped up in a bow with like little kisses and just so much niceness. It's going to be like, boom, here we go. The boxer entered the ring and it's like, what did you say? <laughs> you know, I can only, I'm going to be in New York on this day. And I'm like, you know, New Yorkers are notoriously known for just being like, what the, what the fuck did you say? <laughs> bah, 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 bah. Every time I'm there, everyone's always just like getting in a fight in the street. street. People are crying in the street. I mean, I love it. I love New York. I love New York. And I'm, I'm expecting, as I enter the WA, which is a human design term for aura, as I enter the aura of New York City, I'm sure as shit that I'm going to see just, I think it's just going to be amped up levels of street altercation. So just know that that's very possible during this moment. And, you know, that's the full moon in a nutshell. The full moon is making a very wide, wide square to Neptune and Jupiter in Pisces. So this creates a certain level of artistry, rose-colored glasses. There's a lot here. I look at this full moon and I'm like, ooh, yikes. Anyone who deals with is navigating an addiction or sobriety, this is very... The, the square to Neptune and Jupiter is very worrisome to me in the sense that I'm just like, be really mindful about how you are behaving and slowing down instead of just jumping into a situation where maybe there's some sort of breach of, a you know, sobriety or just like going overboard. Uh, I know that it is a Wednesday full moon, so it's midweek for a lot of people, but it just seems like a time where people might ignore the red flags in conversations or ignore the red flags in their own communicating or their own behavior. It's also a time to be very mindful about transportation and how you are engaging in transportation. There is still a flavor of Mercury retrograde here this week. It's a different, it's a definitely a wake up moment. Last week was very dreamy. This week is still 
Mercury retrograde which means that transportation might be weird and communications and emails might be tense. Tense, that's the Mars word, tension. But there's there's more so like you can't, at the, by Wednesday, you will not be able to ignore whatever red flags were coming up. And, and there may, I, I'm contradicting myself when I'm saying this. Some folks may very well ignore the red flags, but they will see the repercussions of it by that full moon in Cancer the next month. And then some folks will very clearly see where they slipped out of a behavior that was serving them, right? So there's just themes around, there are themes around overconsumption, rose-colored glasses, going too big, going overboard in this full moon. So I would just recommend being really conscious about how you're moving through the world. Gemini is the third sign of the zodiac, and it's about how do I move through my neighborhood? How do I move through my community? So being really careful around just taking care this week and being like, how am I communicating to my community? How am I communicating to my closest people, my siblings, people I consider siblings? How am I communicating by email or text message? And how am I like moving around the world on a day-to-day -day basis? And taking it slow so that your body, which is just a brilliant genius mechanism, can pull you out of potentially dangerous situations. That's Mars. Mars is potentially dangerous situations when he's retrograde, especially. So I'm forewarned is forearmed. That's all I'm saying. The the medicine of this full moon is like learning new things, communicating new things, taking a risk in your communication, but in a way that is taking a risk towards bettering your communication or, or just putting yourself out there in a way that is artistic. That's the beauty of the square to Neptune is art, just profound artistic expression through the, usually through words, writing, publishing, etc. So that's the beauty of this week. And the shadow side is just being really careful around words that you don't want, you know, saying something that you'll regret, you know, in any form of how you're going to send that text, word, spoken word, email, etc. Yes, and just be careful moving around the world this week, y'all, especially Wednesday. Wednesday's the big day. Be very, very careful. And for everyone who has a Gemini moon or is a Gemini sun or rising, this full moon or Sagittarius sun rising, this full moon is just going to feel very personal and is about you and what you need and like a new journey for you and your body big time. And it is an ending. And so all my Sagittarius and Geminis like take some time to mourn and grieve and also feel joy and jubilation in how you're really evolving. You're changing. Big moment of highlight for change and growth and evolution for my Geminis and Sagittariuses. This will be a more challenging full moon for Virgos and Pisces. They'll just be forced to like really learn how to communicate in different ways. And sometimes it'll be through awkwardness, right? There'll be some awkward challenge there for the Virgos and Pisces. And then for the rest of the signs, you know, it's it's not hitting you directly, this full moon. Uh, although Aries and Scorpios are ruled by Mars. So my anticipation is that anyone who is an Aries or Scorpio will be feeling probably extra aggravated around Wednesday. Uh, there could be a desire to communicate very harshly, especially if you are an Aries or Scorpio, because you're both ruled by Mars. Mars is the highlight leader of this moment. And... Both of these signs, Aries and Scorpio, have a tendency to really go for the gut when they when they want to be right. So take extra care. In fact, my rule for Aries and Scorpios this Wednesday is like, take three minutes before you say anything when you're upset. The moment you get angry, just like take three minutes, 
Don't send the email. Take, give yourself an hour. Maybe don't even answer or send emails on Wednesday or text messages or phone calls, etc. The moment you want to impulsively short circuit and send that message because you're upset, that's when you got to just, this is for everybody, but especially Aries and Scorpio, just breathe. And you know what? You'd be like, hmm, I'm going to wait a day. I'm not going to send this on Wednesday. They can wait. It's fine. Or if they need to know right now, I'll just be like, I need more time to think about it, dot, dot, dot. Wednesday could just be such a kerfuffle if you go with the short circuit and get really upset. So that is the week. I'm really not going to go into the rest of the week because this full moon is going to just bleed into the weekend. All right. It's going to feel the most intense Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You're going to be processing whatever really came up midweek for you. And it's just a time to like think about how can I improve my modes of doing things learning things, communicating things. These are all the big medicine archetypes of, of this week. This is where we're learning how to heal in our third house of speaking, talking, and communicating, and listening. Listening is huge. It's a huge thing that Gemini often just talks. <laughs> so we're learning how to listen this week, especially Wednesday. We're learning how to listen on Wednesday. Deep listening. Ooh, you should look up deep. Everyone should look up deep listening. That's the, that's the medicine for Wednesday is deep listening. Okay. Well, everybody, I hope this was helpful. I am doing my best. I'm recording in a space that I don't normally record in, which is, for some reason just throws me off. It's so strange. I'm not in my happy place. Um, it's okay. I'm in my happy place anywhere I am because I'm with myself. It's just a different spot. So thank you for listening to The World of Rex. We are going to have guests in the next couple of weeks. I have just been, just been so busy the mercury the mars Ge the mars gemini the mar i can barely say it the mars retrograde in gemini i've been so busy we'll have guests coming up i think during capricorn season that's when that seems like that'll be happening so for now enjoy sad season be very mindful on that full moon on wednesday it is definitely going to be a, a final boss moment for a lot of folks so just take care you've got this i believe in you sagittarians are so brave they're warriors so we have the warrior energy beneath us right now helping us and uh find a little bit of levity even in the weird moments like even if there is a massive communication breakdown like there's levity in there there's something that's like kind of like buoyant or funny or like oh my god life is so weird <laughs> it's there it's there that's Sagittarius season for you all right everybody I love each and every one of you if you want to book a reading please do the holiday special is up until December 20th it's a total deal I love it I've been I've been booked slammed with readings and I every single person is such a gift I love connecting with each and every one of you it's so cool genuinely so cool thank you for listening to the world rex you will hear me next week with the vibes and until then take very very good care bye